Weekday morning news with Trey Ware. It's always smart to know what's going on. Now on FM 1071. It's a funky red Friday. Hmm. Funky red Friday. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here along with Elaine and Jimmy and Don and you at 210-599-5555. I love you, San Antonio. Yeah, it is a funky red Friday. No doubt about that. But it's also a very special Friday, and I have recorded a video with a special message. It's on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. It's also on my Facebook page. If you want to go to either of those places, uh, by the way, my Facebook page is open to all, so anybody can get in there, whether we're an official Facebook friend or not. It's uh, just a special message about this this weekend. So I'll get into that in, in a couple of seconds. Uh, a couple of other things real quick. We have family four-packs to the Festival of Flowers to give away. I'm as excited about this, no kidding, as I was about giving away the football tickets. I, I kid you not. I've, I've reached the point in my life now where going to the, the Festival of Flowers is a gas. This is so cool to do. So I've got uh, family four packs to go to the to the Festival of Flowers. You think I'm kidding? I no, know you I, think I'm like setting no, you up, just, but I'm, I'm serious. I'm looking at over there. I mean, I'm, I'm doing that right now to the to the yard. So I'm like, yes, I'm gonna be going there, and I'm gonna check out what I got to do. I'm always texting Webster. Hey, man, or I'll send him a picture. I'll be I'll be somewhere, you know, at a Lowe's or something, and I'll right. see a plan. I'll text him. I here, can I should I get this one? It'll go, well, if you've got beneficial nematodes and some orange oil, you can spread around there. I'm like, no, dang, no. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't do a thing, seriously. I don't do a thing in the yard without checking with Webster. I kid you not. Yeah. Nancy is a devout fan. She listens every Saturday morning and throughout the whole show. She'll, she just tunes him in, loves him. And uh, I, I don't do anything out front, in, in the back, in the yard, whatever, without talking to him. And as a result, I got the greenest, healthiest yard. And I'm right. not popping off. It's just true because I've listened to him over the years. I think I should probably tune in or maybe call Bob Webster from time to time. You should. I mean, it goes without saying, yes. every year we're going to go to one of these shops that sell plants and what have uh-huh. you. And, and I'm, we're going to drive them home. I'm going to unload them from the back of my pickup. And as I sit there and look at them, I'm going to think, they're going to be dead in two weeks. <laughs> Well, you talked I, I to Webster. Spent, I just spent $500 <laughs> on things I'm going to kill. Well, and, and you can't eat them. I do so, that you know, I do uh, that with bullets, you know. Yeah, I spent right? $500 on it. I, yeah. I kill a bunch of bullets. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to give away. In fact, you know what? Let's just start that way. Call to number five right now. Family four-pack to the Festival of Flowers coming up June 3rd. Uh, this is going to be a great time. The Indoor Garden Mall is where it's going to be, or you're going to have it at the Indoor Garden Mall. And it's, uh, let's see here, citywide plant exchange. That's cool. You bring a plant and take a plant. That's a cool thing. You got seminars all day. That's where I learned a lot about how to go, you know, organic and get rid of the chemicals, floral designs and all that kind of stuff. Hold on one second. Yeah. J- Jimmy, not that kind of plant. Okay? <laughs> no, you don't, don't. Don't bring in your wacky tobacco, Jimmy, in a pot and say, hey, man, you see this red yeah. sensimilia? Can I get a carnation for it? Right. I want some gardenias <laughs> to exchange for this thing here. How it, high would I have to be to exchange that for gardenias? As high as you are right now. <laughs> as high as you are right now. It's at the uh, at the Shrine Auditorium, okay? 
which was one oh, of the f- on one of the first places I sang when I started my music career was, was that on right? A, well, yeah, they did a thing called the San Antonio Hayride, and it was live on K-Buck Radio. And they, uh, Wiley Alexander was a guy, was a promoter. And he said, "Come out here and sing," and I did. Oh, God bless Wiley. Yeah, he was the best, wasn't he? I yep. think every community had a hayride. When was the, that? You know, country, country music. It's like the program. Louisiana Hayride. Yeah, they had a hayride. Yeah. yeah, it was at about the mid '70s or so. It was about the time we were doing that. What over did there. you sing? Sing an Elvis song? Uh, well, yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I still remember the set because it's a three-song set, yeah? I opened with uh, Blue Suede Shoes. Yeah. Funny How Time Slips Away. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, was it Nightlife? No, and, and For the Good Times. Brick House by the Commodores. <laughs> For the Good Times. Well, it's all country. Oh, okay. So it was Blue Suede Shoes, uh, Funny How Time Slips Away, and For the Good Times. There you go. Don't Look So Sad, that yeah. song, yeah. Wow, so you so. started out strong, then you came out with a couple of tearjerkers. Well, yeah, and then yeah. I ended, I went back to Blue Suede Shoes oh, to wrap okay. it up. Everybody off the stage. So you slipped in a fourth song and went rogue? I did. Nice. Well, it was more like that. You know what it was? It was more like a vamp to get off the stage. I went right back to Blue Suede Shoes. Play me off, Tommy. That's it. That's exactly right. Turn around and got off the stage. Um, okay, so we're giving them away right now, and I'll get you a name in a second who won it, okay? So uh, before I get into the politics and all that of the day, I just wanted to take a moment because I did put up a, a video, and I hope you'll go watch it, on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, and I did share it on my Facebook page. I think it's on the KTSA Facebook page as well. It's about this week. It is on there. Thank you, Don. It is about what this weekend is, and um, we always like to have a good time. I love Memorial Day weekend for family and friends. Um, Sunday is the greatest racing day of the year for me, auto racing. Starts out with the Monaco Grand Prix, which is, you know, 100 and some odd years old, fantastic race. Goes right into the Indy 500, which is my favorite race of all time. And then into the Coca-Cola 600 from Charlotte later in the evening. And your son's over there, Don. He's, he's going to be there for the race. So we always get together over at Cap's house, and uh, he cooks, and he cooks, and he cooks, and he cooks. And he's probably cooking right now. So, Cap, thank you. And I'm going to be going to the uh, Gunslingers game on Sunday afternoon to say a few words about Memorial Weekend. And while all that is going on, of course, Jimmy, it is the official open of the uh, of the of the river. I was talking to some people up there yesterday. So the float house opens up for the summer, and all the other good activities. Uh, pools will be opening up for the summer as well. This is kind of the official kickoff to summer, if you will. Just right? be safe around River Road, and because we're going to be packed and everything uh, with crazy. all the tubers. So it's crazy. Just keep your heads up. Take smart. your time. Yeah, take your time. There's no reason to hurry down River Road. You you miss too much if you hurry down. So anyway, um, with all that going on, and all that's fine. All that is great. But please, let's take a little bit of time to remember why we're able to do that. Because people did what Jesus said. Jesus said the greatest thing you could ever do is lay down your life for a friend. And since before this country began, men and women willingly, willingly laid down their lives for the cause of liberty, freedom, and justice for all. And uh, we would like to just make sure that on this weekend, where, wherever you choose to do it, Monday, of course, is Memorial Day, but wherever you choose to do it, take a moment and just remember and reflect upon those who didn't come home. And the reason we can go float the river or go to a football game or go to a flower show or do any of the things that we really enjoy doing is because they died. Because they died. So we say God bless them 
and their memories and their sacrifice for the greatest country that this world has ever known. The video is up on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. One brief second, moment of silence for them, and right back, Treyware KTSA. Hey, Trey Ware here. I got my mind made up, baby. <laughs> if, if you're a new listener, it's the thing we call Funky Friday. We well, Only 5 to 7 on Fridays does this. And, uh, and I'm so glad that you tune in and listen. And we also wear red on Fridays to remember everyone deployed. Got a new video up about this weekend on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. It's on my Facebook page and the KTSA Facebook page. I hope you'll take one minute. That's how long it is to watch it and tell me what you think. You know, like it and uh, and share it with your friends if you don't mind. I'd appreciate that. Catherine Cocknauer and Alan Lewis both are going to go see the Festival of Flowers or be at the Festival of Flowers coming up. I got more of those family four-packs to give away all morning long here on KTSA. Got to talk about uh, immigration for just a couple of seconds here and lay, lay out the land perfectly clear here. And on any of this you want to talk about, anything in the news that you want to talk about, it's Open Mind Friday. So feel free at 210-599-5555. As long as it's, an, as long as it's something from the news, uh, it's Open Mind Friday. Uh, other guys do Open Line Friday, whatever that means. I do Open Mind. So you can do whatever you want as long as it's news-based, okay? 210-599-5555. Immigration. Be perfectly clear about immigration here. Not opposed to immigration at all. We have to have immigration in order for our country to continue to grow and prosper and do well. We have to have the influx of new workers. We have to have an influx of smart people coming in with technology in their brains we have to have that if we're going to be and grow as a thriving nation what i am opposed to and what i've always been opposed to is those who take advantage of our system and come into the country illegally and those who are coming here primarily not to contribute to who we are or what we're doing as a nation but those who are coming here just to suck out of our nation the resources those who are coming here to be a ward of the state those who are coming here not to participate and better our country, but those who are coming here to be slackers and lazies. I don't want you here if that's, if that's your plan. I don't want you coming here if you're just going to come to take advantage of a great medical system, the finest on planet Earth. I don't want you here. I don't want you here if you're going to come here and get on the government dole. And if you come here expecting that taxpayers are going to pay for you every step of the way, I don't want you here. If you're willing to come here legally, go through the process to come here legally, and you're willing to come here and work here legally and contribute by paying taxes like the rest of us, well, then welcome. Welcome. <laughs> and that's why we must have, must have a controlled immigration system, a controlled border. As Ron DeSantis has said and others have said before him, nobody has, nobody has a right to immigrate to the United States. It's not a right. We have a right as a country to decide who comes into our country. And Joe Biden got rid of that right two years ago when he became president, and he just opened the floodgates. And so now we have diseases in our country that we had eradicated, but they're back. 
We have millions of people that he has welcomed into this country who are not here to contribute. They're not here to work amongst us. They're not here to pay taxes and improve the United States. That's not why they're here. They're here because they were told to come and get all the free stuff, and that's why they came. We also have those that other countries, such as Venezuela, emptied their prisons and sent their prisoners here. Listen to this. Biden's DHS frees 2.3,000 illegal alien convicted criminals into the United States in five months alone. In other words, these were convicted criminals that were in jail, and he let them out. Convicted criminals. In addition, about 3,000 illegal aliens with pending criminal charges, Joe Biden let go onto the streets of America. It's not just people that are coming to roof your house or cut your yard or do whatever you, you, know, you talk about when, when you talk about labor coming into the United States. That's not what we're talking about here in Toto. This is the very reason you must have a controlled immigration system, because you have people coming here who are rapists, and you have people coming here who are murderers and terrorists. And I'm fully convinced people who are coming here who are uh, working for other nations as soldiers, you can't tell me that all these sharp, young, strong Chinese men who are walking up and down our border and into the United States. They're not connected with Chinese military. Yeah, you can believe that if you want. I won't, okay? And then you've got the president of Mexico, who is a weak-kneed, limp-wristed shill for the cartels. Oh, I said it. You got it. The cartels run Mexico. And he's a shill for the cartels down there. Now he's saying, don't vote for anybody who wants to control the border. Don't vote for anybody who wants to control the border. Really? Yeah, that's what he says. He says this about Greg Abbott. He says this about Ron DeSantis. Yeah, that, that's why he's in the news now is because he's doing it again about Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis wants to control the border, so not one Hispanic in America should vote for Ron DeSantis. You can go to hell, Mr. President, down in Mexico. You shut your mouth and you stay out of our elections, which is exactly what our current president should tell him. When you consider that we send, on average, $20 billion of your money and mine to Mexico every year to keep them afloat so the cartels could send more drugs in here. And then the people who are working here send about $35 billion down there in reparations every year or remittances every year. goes back into Mexico. Out of the United States, resources sucked out of the United States and down into Mexico. Or when you consider most or many of our large industries have taken your jobs and sent them to Mexico and they manufacture the stuff in Mexico and send it back up here. Hey, man, Mr. President of Mexico, shut your mouth. And if I'm the President of the United States, I tell him that and I say, you want all that to end? You keep talking, and I'm going to cut all that off. I'll bring those jobs back to the United States. I will seal up this border. Nobody will go either way through the border. You shut your mouth, and you stay out of our elections. 
Now, Joe's not going to say that because Joe is a globalist, and he's they're all globalists. They're all in it together. So we should have meaningful, controlled immigration in the country. Those of you who want to come here and work and take care of things and contribute to this country through your taxes, come on. You're welcome, but do it legally. Go through the process. Those of you who are coming here as prisoners from, from another country and you're bad guys and you're terrorists and you're a rapist and a murderer, stay out. Because if you come in, we're going to hunt you down. And we're going to put you in jail. And if you deserve capital punishment, we're going to execute you. You're not going to live amongst us coming into the United States. That's my thought on immigration. 210-599-5555. Don't forget the new video up this morning. A very special message to you about this weekend. Treyware page, KTSA.com, and my Facebook page, Treyware KTSA. The Festival of Flowers returns for its 23rd. Mm-hmm. It's Funky Friday. Red Funky Friday. Remember everyone deployed the day by wearing red. It's also a good day to uh, hang out at the house if you want to. Long weekend. Give it to me, baby. When I came home last night, you wouldn't make love to me. You went fast asleep. How rude. <laughs> you wouldn't even talk to that me. is so rude. I came home, I was expecting it, and then the next thing you know, you went right to sleep on me. What's wrong with you, honey? What happened? I, you know, when you say, there's a few names that when you say funk, they go to the top of the list, and he is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. You got to throw Bootsy in there. You got to have that. You got to have a little George Clinton in there, right? Those guys have got to be a part of all that. You got to have the funkadelic masters, you know. Right. You got to have guys like that. But if you're thinking of an individual, because you know what he did? I, j- you tell me if I'm wrong. He did a lot of things we can't talk that, about. Well, that's Frank. true, too. And it, <laughs> do unfortunately, the, he's do no we, longer with us because yeah, of it, right? right. But uh, Do we have the police report? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you know what he did musically was he took black funk and made it acceptable to white radio. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, And it wasn't an accident. He, he planned it then. No, he yeah. did. Yeah. That's exactly what he wanted to do. The black funk had been around for a long time. I listened to it growing up. Uh, K-A-P-E was the name of the radio station over here on the east side. And it was a, it was a small coverage on the east side, right? Right. And, uh, I, I, man, it was one of my favorite radio stations. That's where I got all that funk from, man, for a white kid, you know, because right, sure. white stations didn't play it. It was kind of like the Elvis days when uh, they were looking for a white kid that sounded black because black musicians were not allowed on, on white radio stations, you know? Right. This was segregation times. So, man, here comes Elvis. You close your eyes, you listen to a black kid. That's exactly what happened with him. And uh, Sam Phillips had been looking for somebody like that for a long time. And this kid comes walking in, and bam, there he is. Well, Rick James did the same thing. He was funking it over with all the guys I just mentioned on the black radio stations. And a lot of that music was not getting airplay on the white radio stations. It just didn't happen yeah. back then. And Rick said, oh, I'm going to fix that. And he did that. He did Super Freak. You know, there were two or three others that he, you know, drug across. But also, as Prince did, he produced a lot of black funk that ended up in, in white true. genres. So, yeah. Anyway, Mary Jane Girls. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Party all the time. Party all the yeah, time. That was Rick That's James. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
He, he needed the money that week, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, alimony was due. <laughs> well, what Eddie needed was somebody with a little funk yeah. to back him up, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it's good stuff. We we like to do it on Friday, and every every time we do it, I get uh, somebody that, that mentions it. Okay, so into the news here. Um, debt ceiling discussions are off for the weekend. Oh, man, this is just, it's just absolutely nuts. Uh, it, 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 he, he, in fact, I have some uh, – cut number three here, Jimmy. I, I, I want to lay this out because what we're hearing from Joe Biden is complete and utter bull crap. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands. As far as the debt ceiling is concerned – I've said for a long time he would love, love, love for the chaos, the mass hysteria that they are predicting, which doesn't have to exist because they have plenty of money that's coming in every day in order to, to pay the the debt, in order to pay the interest on the debt. And if you just pay the interest on the debt, you are not defaulting. So you don't have to default. Joe wants to default and blame it on Republicans. But let me tell you, for more than 14 weeks, Joe has refused to negotiate anything with Republicans. There were many, many, many weeks that he would not even talk to Republicans. And Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans were saying, sir, we've got to talk. We have to talk about the debt ceiling. We've got to talk about this. And Joe did everything he could to ignore it, like go to Rehoboth Beach, like go to Japan. And you know where he's going today? Yeah. Camp David going to take the weekend off for Memorial Weekend. Now, they're telling us that the whole world crashes and burns next week. That's what Joe's telling you. But how about a little collage here of Corrine Jean-Pierre over the past few weeks? As Republicans were saying, come to the table and talk to us, Mr. President, she kept saying this. We don't see any negotiation here. We don't see uh, anything that needs to be discussed. It's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward. Uh, we believe that Congress has a constitutional duty to get this done. The president's stance on uh, negotiation st stands, right, which is he does not believe, as it relates to the debt ceiling, uh, that we should be negotiating. We've been very clear. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. He never came to the table to negotiate on the debt ceiling. That was not something that occurred. That is not something that's happening. We've been very clear. We're not negotiating around the debt ceiling. When you think about the debt limit, it is not negotiable. We should not be negotiating on the debt ceiling. It goes on and on and on and on and on. The dozens of times that she talked about how they're not going to negotiate. They're not going to negotiate. We're not going to negotiate. We're not, we, we are not coming to the table to discuss the debt ceiling. So as Joe Biden is maneuvering to avoid any serious spending restraints and debt limit talks, voters don't want it raised without cuts. A new CNN poll, of all things, left-leaning CNN, 60% of Americans oppose raising the debt ceiling unless federal spending is reduced. And that includes 58% of independents, 45% of Democrats. Only 24%, less than a quarter, thinks Congress should lift the debt ceiling no matter what. So only 24% are with Biden. Americans know that it is this spending that's been driving up debt and spending is out of control, and that's what's been causing all the inflation and causing your prices to go up. And under Biden, Democrats have added trillions, trillions in new spending. And you got new debt, you got runaway inflation, you got a Federal Reserve that can't get it under control because to get it under control, it's not just about raising interest rates, you've got to cut spending. And now Democrats are left aghast and agape. 
Multiple congressional Democrats are in complete disbelief that Joe Biden is going to ditch D.C. this weekend for the Memorial Day weekend. Got to put on, got to put on the aviators and go to the beach, baby. Democrats, no one's responding to anything. Kevin's consistently on message. We have the Oval Office, and I've never seen anything like this or saying what Democrats are saying. He just got back from Japan, and now he's going to take a long weekend saying, oh, my God, the debt ceiling's going to crash next week. Well, he refuses to stay in Washington and work on it. Meanwhile, in the past, Republicans like Boehner and Ryan always caved, always gave in. So far, McCarthy is holding the line. As the White House is attempting to say, well, there's a freeze on spending at the current levels. No, McCarthy is saying, no, we're going to go back in spending. We're going to cut spending. We're going to cut real spending. And that's the only way for the country to survive. So I don't know if they get something put together next week. I, you know, I'm guessing that they will. They always do. It's always a game that we get played and the American people get played. And the American people are not too freaked out about it. But those who do participate in these uh, uh, in these studies, like the CNN study, uh, clearly want spending to be cut in this country. We know anybody with a sane mind, and Democrats are not of sane, sound mind, but anybody who is of sound mind knows that you can't keep spending in these levels and have a country that's going to survive. It's just not feasible. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Learn to make money five ways with... And it's 6.08 now, KTSA, Trey Ware here on Funky Red Friday. Red stands for Remember Everyone Deployed. We have our red shirts on this morning to honor everyone deployed. But obviously, and I've got a new video up on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. It's on my Facebook and the uh, KTSA Facebook. And it just talks about the special nature of this weekend. Uh, great weekend. Uh, you know, have a good time. I'm going to go to Caps House and... Uh, it's my favorite race weekend because it starts with Monaco in the morning, right into the Indy 500, right into the Coca-Cola 600. So it's a full day of racing. I'm going to go to the Gunslingers football game. I'm not going to play, but I got a jersey anyway. And, uh, you know, it's official kickoff to things like lake season, you know, um, float season up and down our rivers in the area and doing stuff like that. Uh, a lot of kiddos have graduated this week. And are saying bye-bye to school. Some of them saying bye-bye to school for the next three weeks or whatever, or three months. But uh, for the most part, it's good times and, you know, thinking about having fun. But the reason we can have those good times and all that fun is because we live in a free world or a free society. Our world is pretty much free here. Here, I'm talking about our universe around us. Pretty much free. We've lost a lot of freedoms over the years, but the United States is still the freest nation that has ever existed on planet Earth. Liberty, freedom, justice for all. But it didn't come cheap. It sure didn't come easy. Throughout the history of our country, even before the formation of our country, men and women willingly, voluntarily, laid down their lives just what Jesus said. No greater gift than to lay down your life for a friend. And they did it willingly, many of them knowing that they would not come back, knowing what what would be their end. But they did it because they had a greater purpose in their hearts. 
Their calling was to make sure that liberty and freedom was preserved. If you're new to the show, you may not know that I spent a lot of time talking about that on this show, and this show is dedicated to preserving liberty and freedom. The saying, give me liberty or give me death, is not just a saying for patriots in this country. It certainly was not just a saying for those who did give their lives for the cause of liberty. They obviously meant it. And that's when it comes down to it, right? Because sometimes it's easy to say words. But when it's going to cost you your very life, and you know it's going to cost you your very life, that's when the hard part comes, right? And throughout the history of this country, people, patriots, believed so much in liberty and freedom for others, for others, meaning you and me, that they died for that. They knew they wouldn't be here for that liberty and freedom. They understood that. They made that perfectly clear, but they realized that there would be people here like you and me who would want to experience liberty and freedom. Our liberty is under attack now more so than ever in the history of our country. And the sinister forces who are attacking our liberty are from within. It's not even those outside. There are outside forces, and we name them on this show, that are attacking our liberty. But the most sinister are actually those that have been voted into power. And every day, in numerous ways, they strip more and more of our freedoms away. Examples would be how Joe Biden is now writing law to make you do things that he wants you to do, and all of them cost you your freedom. To the point now where you won't have the freedom to choose between a gas stove and an electric stove, because he's telling you what kind of stove to have. Or between a gas-powered car and an electric car. He's going to tell you what kind of car you get to drive. And on and on and on it goes. He's a hater of freedom. He's a hater of liberty. He's a Marxist who wants to control your life. And they're among us. But they can't win if, if we continue to spread the word about what liberty is truly, truly means to people. When given a choice, people will always choose liberty and freedom. When given a choice, when they understand what's at stake. That's why there are people literally dying two hours to our south trying to get into this country because they've come from repressive and oppressive Marxist regimes. And they're seeking the liberty that we enjoy here in our country. And meanwhile, there are those in positions of power in this country who are trying to steal our liberty and freedom. And we must not let them win. We must stand up to them each and every time. They want to restrict you so much that they want to assault your right to defend yourself. They know that the Second Amendment is about you protecting yourself from bad guys on the streets, but they also know what our founding fathers wrote the Second Amendment was about to protect you from them. 
from the Marxists and those who would wheel their way into our government and start wielding power to take your liberty and freedom away from you. And because we've had so many that have gone before us whose graves are over here at Fort Sam, at Arlington, all across the country, we must never, ever allow them to win. For the honor of those who lie in those graves today, we must continue to stand up to those forces, like the current administration, who are working every day to take our liberties and our freedoms away from us. It truly is the most precious gift that God has given us, liberty and freedom. There's not a better gift that he has given us as a people, as a nation. And We must be willing to stand and fight and do whatever it takes to make sure that our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren can sit here one day and say, we are the freest nation on God's green earth. I'll take a quick break, 210-599-5555. I'm already hearing from Dr. Habercorn this morning at River City Oral Surgery. What a great man and what a great practice he has at River City Oral Surgery. All in the open, all ready for you to find out exactly what they're about at River City Oral Surgery. The website, rivercityoms.com. Whether you've got missing or broken teeth, whether you're embarrassed by your smile, let him fix all that for you. Consider dental implants. Consider extractions that can be done. Really shaping your smile up for a smile that you can be proud of. And no more guessing games. Gosh, I really don't like that. You know, when you go to a doctor and you pay the copay and then you go home and you sit and wait and Nancy does all of our finances so she has to mess around and figure out when the insurance company is going to send the bill and uh, do we have enough money to pay it and so on. Well, forget about that, because before you even book your appointment with Dr. Habercorn, you're going to know exactly what your cost is going to be. See it all right now online at rivercityoms.com. Partly cloudy in the upper 80s all weekend and a chance for showers on Monday. It's 72 right now at KTSA. Good morning. We are working an accident on... Yeah, hey. Oh, my goodness, how racist. Play that funky music, you white boy. It's Funky Friday. Mm. All right, so 621 now at KTSA. You know what I've always said? If you sleep in the sewer, you end up smelling like... Yeah, that's right. Target loses $9 billion amid their pride merchandising controversy. Yeah, going away a Bud Light, are you there, Target? Good for you. Told you I swore them off years ago when they decided that guys ought to go into girls' bathroom, pee with the girls. Ah, hey, come on in, sir. No, I don't think so. Not going back to Target. And now, yesterday, they dropped 12.6%. They're off uh, about $9.3 billion in market value. Well, trade the market's down that much. No, it's not. The market is continuing right where it is. The S&P, where Target is, is not changed at all. No, you do what Target and Bud Light did and what the others are doing, and this is what's going to happen to you. You know, the American people are over it.
All right, so coming up, the uh, Festival of Flowers on June 3rd. I'd like to give you a family four-pack at 210-599-5555, a family four-pack of tickets. This is the greatest thing. It's at the Shrine Auditorium. It's a blast. Um, all kinds of stuff to do. They got herb cooking. They got floral design. They got seminars. They got citywide plant exchange. They got indoor garden mall. One of the greatest things I ever did was start to ask Bob Webster before I did anything with my yard or my plants. Uh, he lost his mind one time. This was like 40 years ago, 35 years ago. And I had told him, I got my Scots put down this weekend, and I'm ready for the yard. He said, you put what on your yard? I said, put Scots, man. I thought he was going to be proud of me for fertilizing. He said, no, don't ever use that stuff again. And I didn't. He said, you start to use the real poo. And I said, okay. And get yourself some beneficial nematodes and some orange, huh? And some molasses, some dry molasses, and everything's going to be fine. And my yard is healthy, and my plants are great. So the 23rd Festival of Flowers, can't believe it's been 23 years. Family four-pack right now, 210-599-5555. If you like gardening, if you want to have a pretty yard, you got to be there. Earlier this year, we learned that the FBI was targeting and infiltrating Catholic parishes to spy on people at Mass. We also learned from an FBI whistleblower just a couple of days ago that he was investigating child pornography and people who are sexually assaulting children. And he was yanked off of that and told to go to the parking lot of school boards where moms and dads were talking to school boards about the books that were in their children's libraries. And an FBI agent got the word from Washington, D.C., as high as it gets, to follow these parents around because, you know, they're just domestic terrorists. They're the worst of the worst of the worst. And they did the whole thing where they had the school board write a letter to the Department of Justice Remember that? But actually, the Department of Justice wrote the letter and just asked the school board to send it to them so that they can't, could send agents out there. And then it got worse when they started to infiltrate Catholic churches all across America, even here, and investigate Catholics taking Mass. In my last segment, I was talking about liberty and freedom. They know, they know, they know, the Marxists know, that if they're going to take your freedoms away from you, they have to bust up the church and the family. They have to. That is the number one strongest unit, the family and the church, the strongest unit. they got to bust them both up. So what are they doing? They are now calling Catholics domestic terrorists, a real threat to the United States, and we've got to investigate them just like we're investigating parents. The FBI has also infiltrated protests, and they're admitted to having dozens of federal assets working inside of January 6th. I'm going to tell you, folks, January 6th was a deep state set up from a get-go. They caused it. They started it. They brought it about. And if you ever had a Durham commission to spend the next four years looking at it, I'm going to tell you that's what you would find. The deep state did January 6th. Now, the Biden regime has been caught working with private companies to censor speech in America. 
and they are lumping Christians, conservatives, and Republicans into the same category as Nazis. They've got a brand-new Department of Homeland Security terrorism program, and the Biden regime says in their program, Christians and conservatives and Republicans and Nazis are all the same. This is what your government thinks about you if you're a Christian, if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, then you're no better than a Nazi, and they say it. It's an unprecedented American history. Not only are they targeting its political opponents like a banana republic does and jailing hundreds of Trump supporters, which they did on J6, which they caused, they have broadened their targeted population to include Christians now. Got to wake up, America. We're in the middle of a Marxist takeover. The Biden administration doling out money through various programs that has explicitly lumped the Republican Party and Christians and conservative groups into the same camp as Nazis. A terrorism task force engaged in an active effort to demonize and eliminate Christians, conservatives, and Republican organizations using federal taxpayer dollars. They have also issued calls for criminal prosecution. What the American people need to know those who are abusing their positions in the federal government will be held accountable for their criminal behavior. We will hold them accountable. They will end up going to jail for the way they are treating people in the United States. It's the Department of Homeland Security targeted violence and terrorism prevention grant program to establish or enhance capabilities to prevent targeted violence and terrorism from... Nazis, Republicans, Christians. This is why the Second Amendment is so important. And this is why they're attacking the Second Amendment. This is why Democrats and Marxists, and there is no difference, why they're okay with school shootings. Because they use their violent rhetoric after a school shooting to advance their cause of taking guns away from you so that they can come after you. That's what's happening. Carol Steele is going to go to the Festival of Flowers on June 3rd. i got another family four-pack to give away coming up before 7 o'clock this morning, so keep it right here on KTSA. Have been telling you about the all-new Mahindra Roxor at Uvalco. What a machine that is, baby. Oh, have you been down to test drive this yet? You can go to Uvalde or Castroville or Bernie and test drive the all-new Mahindra Roxor. This thing is, uh, well, it's based on the old Willie's Jeeps from the old, you know, uh, World War II and Korean War. You, you've seen them like on MASH and if you've seen a movie, war movie. You've seen those Jeeps, right? Well, that's what this is. It's made by Mahindra. It's all steel. It's a side-by-side -side UTV. You can trick it out however you want to. The one I drove the other day had really big tires on it, really cool lights, had a couple of gun racks on there. So if you want to go hunting with it, it's perfect for that. It's great ranch vehicle if you want to get out of the ranch and run around. I ran all over the back of Uvalco the other day, which is a gigantic place there in Uvalde, and I went up hills, and I went down into creek beds, and I got uh, piles of rocks. I just climbed these piles of rocks. Trying to mess this thing up, you can't. 
great four-speed uh, standard, so it's got lots of power. It's got all that bottom-end towing capacity as well. It's a wonderful machine, and if you buy one, mention Trey Ware at KTSA, Trey Ware, and you're going to pick up $300 to trick it out however you want to, okay? It's at Uvalco in Uvalde. It's also in Bernie and Castroville. It's called the Mahindra Rock Store from Uvalco. It's time to play. Yeah. Funky Friday. Where you're red today to remember everyone deployed at 638. Trey Ware at 550 KTSA FM 1071. Hey, on the Treyware page at KTSA.com, I got a, a new video up. It's about uh, this weekend and what this weekend uh, actually m- means. Please watch it and share it around. Comment on it. I, I love it when you comment on it as well. It's on the KTSA uh, Treyware page. It's also on the KTSA Facebook page and my Facebook page. Check her, check her out and let me know, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, you know, all about this weekend. I did an opening monologue, opening the 6 o'clock hour with a monologue about uh, just how special this weekend is and the reverence that this weekend deserves. So anyway, um, all that is there on the Treyware page at ktsa.com. And before the top of the hour, going to give away another family four-pack to the Festival of Flowers coming up June 3rd over at the uh, Shriners Auditorium. So i got that for you uh, coming up as well. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. So hilarious, so hilarious. Supreme Court handed down a ruling yesterday that said that, no, the federal government cannot call your puddle or your pond on your piece of property a wetland. You know what they were trying to do, right? This was the Biden administration, the Democrat Marxists trying to control your property. (laughs) And so they had issued a rule saying, that little pond on your piece of property, it rained yesterday, right? You got a little pond there, you got a little pooling or whatever on your piece of property. Well, that's a government, that's a wetland. That's a marsh wetland. And you're going, um, it's like six inches around. Nope, that's a wetland. <laughs> this is how crazy, they're bat stuff crazy, I'm telling you. That's a, that's a wetland. And so if it's a wetland and it's on your property, they control your entire property. You see, that's what Marxists do. They control everything. And if they can regulate ponds and puddles by deeming them wetlands, then they can take your property from you. It's mine now because that's a government-protected puddle. (laughs) No, it wasn't. The dog was just there five minutes ago. That's all that is. No, that's a government-protected. That's a a wetland. Yeah, because Rover was there. Bex was there five minutes ago. It's a government-protected wetland. Anyway, so here's what was funny about this. Supreme Court said, no, you may not do that. No, you have not proven that this is a connected waterway that needs the protection of the EPA and all the others. So, no, you may not. And so Biden's people, of course, Biden is in a fog. He's, you know, brain farted himself away. So he's not even thinking. But his people were like, oh, my God, what a MAGA Supreme Court. You see what the MAGA faction of the Supreme Court is doing? You see that? If we didn't have a MAGA Supreme Court, and if we had more people on the Supreme Court appointed by Joe Biden, then you wouldn't have rulings like this. Chuck Schumer said the same thing. This is just unbelievable and awful that the MAGA Supreme Court would rule such a way that we cannot protect these waterways. Literally, ponds and puddles. The problem is the vote was nine to zero. 
<laughs> Even the liberals like Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan. Yeah, the liberal faction of the Supreme Court, even they said you can't do this. It's unconstitutional. That MAGA Supreme Court. You better check the numbers before you run off at the mouth like that. Hey, John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday to you. I heard your show this morning. Uh, I didn't tune in until 6, but I I want to thank you for your support of the military community and uh, and your patriotism and I'd also like to remember my mother and father and brother who are buried out at Fort Sam, along with everybody else that supports this country and gave so much. Amen. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate your call this morning. Yes, those who are buried at at Fort Sam and the various uh, burial grounds across the country, uh, that's what this weekend is truly all about. I I did do a video, and it's on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. It's also on my Facebook page and the KTSA Facebook page, but that's what this weekend is about. Oh, I'm not such a a downer on all of it that I say, don't do hot dogs and don't do swimming pools. I'm going to Captain John Sadie's house and Colonel Linda's house, and we're going to have food, and we're going to watch racing, and we're going to enjoy ourselves, and then I'm going to a football game on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to enjoy myself. But that's why you do those things. You do those things because others gave their lives so that you could do those things. And they're buried at Fort Sam, and they're buried at Arlington, and they're buried all over the United States. And we thank them, and we, we say God bless their memories and paying the ultimate sacrifice. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I want to send you with a family four-pack to the Festival of Flowers on June 3rd at San Antonio Shrine Auditorium. So call in right now. Speak with Elaine. Free parking. It's brought to you by the San Antonio Water Systems. Indoor garden mall, citywide plant exchange, seminars. It's the coolest thing in the world if you have a green thumb or if you aspire to have a green thumb. This is your place. 23rd Annual Festival of Flowers. I can't believe it's been going on for 23 years. I remember when Ann and Brunella and them started this thing that long ago, along with Bob Webster and the others. Festival of Flowers coming up on June 3rd. And you can be there, too, 210-599-5555. Call to number five. You get a family four-pack. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Tired of garage clutter? Garageization can organize. And it's 649. Congrats. <laughs> Congratulations to Justin Reyes. He's going to the Festival of Flowers. I met the guy one time that makes that sound, the, the Bob dropping song, on, the sound on that song. And that was his only job. That was it. He sat there with a synthesizer and went, Hey, good work if you can get it. You know what? He didn't mind it at all because he was still getting paid. I met him about 20 years ago, and he said, I'm still getting paid for that record, man. I don't mind it. Not bad at all. I was just looking. This was the day in 1907 that movie icon John the Duke Wayne was born. No kidding. Isn't that cool? Wow. Heard a Paul Harvey story about him one time that he was kind of a little scrawny kid, and he would go to the fire station between school and home, walking home from school every day, stopping and see the fireman, and he was always getting beat up by kids at school because he was just little. You can relate, right, yeah, can't you? I sure can. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the firemen had their dog because, believe it or not, firehouses actually had dogs back in the day. When you see them riding on the fire trucks, that was a real deal. Yeah. Fire dog, firehouse dog's name was Duke. So they started to call little scrawny Marion Michael Morrison Duke 
wane, and he uh, suddenly changed. He, he was no longer marrying Michael Morrison, the little wimpy kid that got beat up all the time. He was Duke. They didn't beat him up anymore. No, no? you just need a tough name. You don't beat up on yeah. Duke. And uh, our, our lives changed uh, back in, like, 1959 or so when Dad he asked Dad to be in the Alamo. And out in Brackenville, um, they became very fast friends because they shared. They stayed at Fort Clark Springs, which were these casitas there. And they shared. They, uh, they, were, they, were, they were like two of them at a time. And uh, his happened to be right next door to my dad's. And he would come back about 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night after doing the dailies and doing the reviews. And dad would be sitting on the front porch. And he would walk, go out and walk his dog, Duke Wayne would. And they'd sit out there and they would sit about half the night talking about life and everything. And he said to him one time, well, you look like a young Bob Mitchum. I want to take you to Hollywood. So after the Alamo came out, Dad went and lived in Hollywood with him for a while. And about a year into that process, Dad realized how fake and phony and awful Hollywood really, truly is. Doesn't match a Texan at all. And he wasn't willing to play that kind of game and be a phony. He just re- that was the one thing about my dad that was just 100%. He never, ever faked anything, period, refused to. So he just told Duke Wayne one day, he said, I can't, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm, I'm going back to Texas because it's just too phony out here. And he said, yeah, I know what you mean. And so uh, dad did. He loaded up and came back to San Antonio and came right back to KTSA. He was only gone for a couple of years from KTSA. He came right back here and went right back on the air. But uh, he stayed in contact with him until the day he died in what, 77, right? Nine. 79? Yep. Okay. From lung cancer. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when he did, what was it? Was the Shoot Us the last movie? Was it? Yeah, Sean's not nice head. Shoot Us was the last movie. He only had half a lung, and he did the fight scenes himself. Yeah. He, he didn't have some dude stand in for him. He only had half a lung left, and he did those fight scenes himself. So that was kind of cool. Excellent. Dad, Dad was in uh, Two Road Together and a Rio Bravo, and there's two or three others that he was in with him. was one of those guys that was with them for a long time. Anyway, uh, 1907, stories, a long time ago. Some stories to tell when you. Oh yeah, along. yes, oh yes, yes. He had plenty of those. Because <laughs> they did do the Hollywood thing for a yeah. while together, and so yeah, there's there's lots of those stories floating around out there. I have a few in my head. I can't talk talk about some of them on the radio, but right. others that I can, and the people that they knew, and the people they hung out with. Yeah, that's you and me both. I know What's stuff. That? I know stories. Can't about tell John them. Wayne? Yep, can't tell them. Oh my gosh, how do you know stories about him? Ben Dorsey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> next question. I mean, that, no, that he, answers it yes, right it there. Yes, it does. Ben well, Dorsey. I know. I know stories about Ben Dorsey. How's that sound? <laughs> well, we can one up all day long, but I'm just saying you're right. There's stories you can't tell about John Wayne and about Ben Dorsey, <laughs> and we miss him too. By golly, oh, what a great guy he was, huh? He's, he's right over here on Austin Highway. Yeah, Ben was laid to rest right here at the sunset. At the sunset. Yeah, yeah. So is uh, Doug Soms in there too. So anyway, God, what, a, what a world. Small world. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's Texas, Don, and when you are with the same people in Texas, you'll have the same stories, same experiences. Yeah. Yeah. He's just He has his yeah. earlier than me, but yeah. you'll hear the same stuff. Yeah. It's Texas. Well, it's the, it's the biggest small state in the world. Yeah. Texas yeah. truly is. So, Okay, so it's clear from the Durham report, current scandals in the Biden White House, much deeper and much worse than Watergate could have ever been, period. You remember Watergate, narrow set of criminal behaviors, 
that mushroomed into 69 officials being indicted. 48 went to prison for Watergate. What had happened was President Nixon had won the largest popular vote majority in modern history in 1972. It was 61% to 36%. He won every state and territory except Massachusetts and D.C. And in two short years, he was the first president to resign from office. It was an idiotic move. The presidential campaign didn't need to do it. They were going to win in a landslide, but they sent five men to burglarize the DNC committee headquarters at Watergate Hotel, and they got caught. The problem came when President Nixon and his team intervened. They tried to control the investigation. He used the CIA and the FBI and the IRS to divert and cover up the involvement of the campaign with Watergate burglars. John Mitchell, the first attorney general to be sent to jail, found guilty of conspiracy, obstruction, and perjury, ultimately went to 19 months in federal minimum security prison in Alabama. Extremely important parallel to the current disaster. Attorney General Merrick Garland, in my view, is doing a lot more of obstructing of justice than Mitchell would have ever dreamed of doing. Right now, as we sit here, Garland and his Justice Department have instructed the IRS to disband the unit investigating Hunter Biden, getting rid of them altogether. We just had a whistleblower say so yesterday. And he has been using the FBI to harass former presidential Donald Trump and a wide range of Republicans, using Alvin Bragg to indict President Trump. And he's turned a blind eye to every report of foreign money that's been going to the Biden family through these LLCs, through classic money laundering operations. A diamond sent to Hunter Biden, millions of dollars sent to the widow of Mayor Moscow, etc., etc. On and on it goes. And Garland has also done stuff, well, absolutely nothing with a clear reference to the big guy. He refuses to. If Nixon's White House was trying unsuccessfully to manipulate the IRS and the FBI and the CIA, Biden's White House did it. Biden's White House has actually done it. That's why what Biden's White House and what Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice are doing is far, far, far worse than Watergate. Watergate, I'll say it, was child's play compared to what this organization is doing. Remember, I told you a half hour or so ago that they are now calling Christians Nazis and they are attacking Christians beating down their doors and rushing in, using the IRS, the same agencies that Mitchell used in Watergate, Merrick Garland is using right now, today, for the same purposes. But he's doing it even worse than Mitchell and Nixon did. The difference is the media was going after Nixon. Remember, all the president's men, the two boys over at the Post, writing the stories. They refuse to go after this man. Because I'm going to tell you, what these guys have done is far worse than Watergate, and they all should be in prison today. Where in Rima coming up next, KTSA. The God, Family, and Country Radio Show. This